Hey, welcome. Yeah, it is Pat and Stu. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank I was, you. I was actually saying to the audience. Uh, oh, but uh, we have well, a Christmas tree. No, not Merry you, Christmas okay. to you. <laughs> That's not who I wasn't saying it to you. Seems um, he wasn't addressing either of us. Well, I'll tell you what. Gosh yeah. darn it, I'm still going to be in the spirit. Merry Christmas, Stu. You're not going to take me out of this. Wow, spirit. look at that. Who's going to be the bigger man? Of course, the, the bigger man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. Yeah, but, oh, man. That may have been your uh, fake overlap. That was a legitimate laugh for me. Who's going to be the bigger man? Well, the, the bigger, bigger man. man. <laughs> no, we got it the first time. I'm not sure what the. What are you saying no, there? Pat? What, what do you think but I was I, saying there? He's, he's trying to address the, uh, the issue that Jeffy <laughs> seems to have with his overall girth. <laughs> I think it was what you're going for. Yeah, it is what I was. It's exactly right. Um, it's exactly right. By the way, uh, f- uh, we should explain uh, as we get um, as we go down this train of, of Christmas that the real Christmas spirit will be unleashed this Friday on the Wonderful World of Stew finale, uh, in which uh, the Christmas icicle will premiere. Icicle. Um, icicle. Are yes. you saying that? In, are you saying icicle improperly? Uh, no, no. It's, a, no? it's a, maybe a, t- huh. a dash of Isis in this plot. Really? Is, is, um, this, the, is this the last show? Of the season, yes. Of the year, too. I mean, because it's uh, when we go on vacation after that. So uh, this Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. this Friday, you will see that episode, including, by the way, and if it's going to get canceled, it's going to get canceled after a Jeffy appearance. So let's be <laughs> honest about it. But Jeffy's in it. Pat's in it. I'm in it. Uh, Glenn's in it. Probably maybe. until he maybe, maybe or maybe not. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see how he actually reads the lines today. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I think you'll enjoy it um, uh, coming up this Friday. Um, this past week, we did a, an episode um, about uh, some of the Christmas myths you hear around this time of year. Uh, who, uh, you know, well, this is a typical thing. You get uh, lots of things get spread on the Internet. You ever hear of fake news, Pat? It's been something that's been discussed uh, mm. recently. Uh, and, oh. of course, fake news has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to call it propaganda uh, or um, urban legends. It's now just kind of, they've, they've combined those two and with in the power of Facebook and other sites, have, have really uh, expanded the reach of uh, what you'd call fake news. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we went through uh, as a kind of a Christmas preview, a little uh, taking on some of those urban legends uh, that you may have read on the internet. Are they actually true? Uh, well, watch. Christmas is right around the corner. There are many things I believe that will happen during this spectacular holiday. I will max out my credit cards buying gifts for my children that they will only enjoy for 30 seconds. I will gain at least 10 pounds, at least, like that's really low. And you will buy everyone on your list a subscription to The Blaze because you need to max out your credit cards too. But some other beliefs about Christmas are not as concrete as the fact that I will devour every tin of Danish butter cookies I come across in December. Let's find out the truth behind popular Christmas theories on a brand new episode of Fail Your Feud. Introducing the Christmas family. Herbie the Elf, Donner the Reindeer, Krampus, Ralphie's brother Randy, and, of course, Candace Cameron Bure. Ready for action? On your marks, let's start this very special Christmas edition of the Failure Feud, starring this idiot. (laughs) 
We surveyed 100 people, top six answers on the board. Here's the question. What beloved Christmas belief is true? Let's go to our first belief. Ah, Jesus was born on December 25th. Survey says. Mm. Wouldn't it be weird if everyone demanded to celebrate your birthday on a day that is not your birthday? Jesus must be perplexed because this happens to him every single year. The Bible actually never specifies which month or date Jesus was born, but it probably wasn't in December. The Bible does tell us that the shepherds were abiding in the field at the time of Jesus's birth. Do you know what December is like in Judea? It's freaking cold and rainy and miserable. It's just the worst. The shepherds didn't even attempt to tend to their flock during December. Also, let's remember Mary and Joseph were traveling to Bethlehem to participate in the Roman census. It would have been self-defeating to take a census during those awful conditions. Most people would probably die on the way there. So if he wasn't born in December, when was Jesus born? One theory tells us that we can actually figure it out by looking at John the Baptist's birth. The Bible says Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, gave birth to John around the end of March. John is six months older than Jesus. Therefore, Jesus was probably born in late September. So why don't we celebrate Jesus's birthday near his birthday? Because September sucks. It's back to school time. There's no other holidays to celebrate. It's just boring. Who wants to be associated with September? Obviously not the king of kings. Next Christmas belief. Ah, three wise men visited Jesus at Bethlehem. Survey says. Oh, we actually have no idea how many wise men came to see baby Jesus. All the Bible tells us is that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem. That's it. We don't know anything about these dudes, except that they were somewhat knowledgeable. It's thought that we've come to assume that there were three wise men because they brought three gifts, gold, frankincense and myrrh. It's entirely possible, though, that just one rich guy brought all the gifts and like 27 other people just tagged along. We can't be certain. Next Christmas belief. Jingle Bells is a Christmas song, survey says. Oh, Jingle Bells was actually written for another holiday, Thanksgiving. The composer, James Lord Pierpont, wrote it to play on Thanksgiving Day at his Sunday school class. And when you think about it, there's absolutely no reference to anything remotely Christmassy in Jingle Bells. The only thing kind of holiday-ish is dashing through the snow. Let's all remember, though, snow, a form of precipitation, is not synonymous with Christmas. Global warming. Next Christmas belief. Candy canes were created to symbolize Jesus. Survey says... Oh. Candy canes symbolize only one thing, diabetes. There's a cute story that has been passed around forever that a candy maker from Indiana created the candy cane in order to teach children about Jesus. The white represented Jesus' virgin birth. The red stripes represented the bloodshed on the cross. And of course, when you turn a candy cane upside down, it's the letter J. J is for Jesus. It's a cool way to teach kids about the Son of God, but it's not true at all. Candy canes were first invented in the 17th century, way before Indiana was even a thought. And no one seems to know the identity of the mysterious candy maker from Indiana. It's interesting to know that although the candy cane isn't rooted in Christianity, 
the perfection of the candy cane was. It was a Catholic priest that invented the machine to make them. So candy canes don't come directly from God, but white fudge covered Oreos definitely do. You might say you can get those all year round. Yep, that's how great it is. Next Christmas belief. Ooh, the 12 days of Christmas was a secret code. Survey says... It is true that it is one of the most annoying songs ever composed, second only to that Bruce Springsteen thing that he can never hit even close to one note on. It is nice to think that this song could have been used by children in an oppressive 16th century Protestant England to expand their knowledge of Catholicism in secret, thus saving them from being hanged, drawn, and quartered. What a wonderful holiday they thought. But it's actually not true. The song actually originates in soulless France, and there is no documentation that it was meant to teach the tenets of Christianity at all. The secret code narrative was retroactively added by a couple people in the 1980s. The only thing this song is intended to accomplish is an impossible barometer of affection. You will never live up to this dude who showered his true love with $34,000 worth of gifts over 12 days. It's just not going to happen. And one more Christmas belief on the board. This is a great one. Santa Claus is real. Ready, parents? Survey says! <laughs> yes, we got one. <laughs> I have documented proof that Santa Claus is real. I work with him every day. And yes, he eats a lot of cookies. So to review, you're celebrating Jesus' birthday on the wrong day in the wrong month. We have no idea how many wise men visited Jesus in Bethlehem. Candy canes do not symbolize Jesus. They symbolize a future trip to the dentist. And Santa Claus is real. Although I'm probably on the naughty list for life. April 6th. <laughs> April 6th. You couldn't even get through a second after that without past like April 6th April throughout 6th. the whole thing. And if you know what that is, then... Uh, then, then good for you. Then good then for you. You probably... You know the codes. You're my brother or sister. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> I would really uh, wish I knew this before because that would have been funny. It would have been fun. Your just, head just popped up. April 6th. April 6th. <laughs> April 6th. <laughs> it was April 6th. You were born on April 6th. All right. 888-727-BECK-888. But can you imagine, though, if... Well, you can't imagine because we would have grown up differently. And mm-hmm. it would be probably totally fine. But I was just thinking about this the other day, how different Christmas would be if you celebrated it in springtime or, you know, yeah. in the fall or right. when, whenever his actual birth occurred, April 6th. It would be such a different, <laughs> it would be such a different celebration. It, it really would, yeah. And I mean, then you would have nothing to do with New Year's, so it'd be completely separate, too. And then you wouldn't have the holiday season, and it would just be... well. Yeah. Not the same. Um, it would be harder to justify a two-week vacation around yes. it, which would Yes, suck. it would. Uh, the other part of it is it really would have no tie to winter at all. So every single right. piece of, you know, I mean, Jingle Bells, for example, so wouldn't make, sense wouldn't now, make any sense. Right? And you and wouldn't be doing it. It's funny because obviously we uh, live in a country uh, which is large uh, mm-hmm. and has uh, cold and warm climates. And so many people grow up in South Florida. And I, it must be weird because yeah. everything... Yeah. That everyone sings about every year snow has nothing to do with your Christmas. Right. My, my oldest son never didn't see didn't ever see snow until he was eighteen. Wow, is that why you always say eighteen? No, he was maybe seventeen. Okay. I'm trying to think when he when he first time he went to uh, Missouri when they re, were recruiting him, 
He went uh, <laughs> and there was snow on the ground. Wow, what a, what a recruiting trip. They should have brought him in on a... He uh, loved it. He did? Really. Yeah, I guess if you're it. from Florida, you've never seen it before. But it's death uh, once you actually have to deal with it on a daily basis. And <laughs> shut up, Pat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel as passionately about this as you do about April 6th. Uh, <laughs> snow's terrible. Uh, and it's, you know, uh, it's... But every song would change, right? Because there's yeah. no chestnuts roasting on an open fire in, well, there could be. in spring. Jack Frost isn't nipping at your nose. None of those things are happening. It's not snowing. Yeah. Uh, anywhere. It's really. weird, though, how every piece of Christmas uh, sort of, you know, culture revolves around the cold, where yeah. large portions of the country don't doesn't, have it. It doesn't have I mean, If you're in Phoenix, you're like, what the hell? What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, it may be cold at night, but it's not snowing. I remember when we moved to, uh, uh, to Houston, and it was our first warm winter right. climate, and they hadn't had snow at Christmas, like, maybe ever. And it hadn't snowed at all in Houston in 30 years. Mm-hmm. And the first year we were there, my, my daughter, who was only, I mean, so little at the time, two or three, and she kept saying, she kept talking about the snow, and I'm trying to convince her, it's not going to snow, sweetie, it's not going to snow here. And she kept, just kept talking, yes, it is, it's going to snow, it's going to snow at Christmas. Sure enough, it snowed on Christmas Eve in Houston, Texas. Our, it wasn't our first year there. It was our uh, third year there. In 2004, it mm. snowed on Christmas Eve in Houston. It was the coolest that thing. That must have been wild of for the city. Time. I mean, they must have been. Uh, it, yeah, because it just doesn't happen. And and I think it's happened two or three times since. So, so global warming. Global warming. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're, we're not going to know what snow is. Except when Except it snows. Except when it snows, and then you'll know. <laughs> Um, Interestingly enough, April even 6th. if it never snows again, uh, we'll still know what snow is. Uh, once you acquire knowledge, uh, you just, uh, you just keep it. What snow? I haven't seen that in a long time. I don't know what it is anymore. Which <laughs> is a weird thing. Yeah, it is um, weird. But yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, so, I mean, anyone you grow up in Houston, you never deal with it. Like never deal with it. So it must be so foreign, mm-hmm. and it's why uh, you know um, Feliz Navidad, I guess, doesn't have lots of snow references, probably. Right. Uh, although I don't know for sure, but it doesn't seem like it. Well, it's in Spanish. Right, so so I, I have no idea what they're I have no idea what they're saying, but I know they're saying it could be, I really like beans. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it means. So We have to go over this at some point, maybe on radio uh, uh, this week. In, uh, they did a study of which songs get played the most. Um, and, you know, obviously, like a lot of the classics uh, get played the most. But when you narrow it down to a song and um, a vocalist, so, you know, White Christmas is mm-hmm. seven million uh, different people have recorded that song, right. and everyone plays a b- bunch of different versions of it. If you go just song and vocalist, the number one song is Feliz Navidad. Oh, which I. Because it's hate, just the one guy. Hate. And let me guess Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town is probably up there, too. I don't know. It's quite, I have to look at top five because I that's played that. endlessly, and I, I hated it from the first oh, moment I heard it. He's terrible. Terrible. Terrible in every single way. It doesn't just take that Christmas song to consider Bruce Springsteen terrible. No, it no. doesn't. But I believe he's terrible overall. I don't get the fascination with the guy I at all. I don't either. I mean, I, and look, I do not. In the eighties, he had a couple songs that at the time I kind of liked. And they were okay. Yeah, Glory days. Eh, all right. Uh, That's about it. I don't even like uh, that. But then, on the other hand, he had some really horrible ones like that I'm on Fire thing, which was so atrocious. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of crap. (laughs) One of the the, the ones I always like to look back on, and this is a little off topic, and I'm just talking about Bruce Springsteen, but it's amazing to see, is he recorded a song, had to be in the early to mid-90s, called something like 57 Channels and Nothing's On. 
And it was supposed to be this big, like, commentary on the media that there's as much as, like, 57 was his ridiculous number of stations that could never exist. <laughs> and it, even though we have all these stations, there's nothing on. It's like 57 stations. <laughs> like, I wouldn't imagine a cable system coming to you and be like, and by the way, you can get as many as 57 stations. You're like, <laughs> what? Like, what year is uh, it? Okay, we're calling somebody else. Right. I mean, um, you have it, now you have everything plus the Internet, which is unlimited amount of channels. Well, and they've duplicated everything. You've got a non-HD and an HD set. Yeah. Don't you, you have yeah, that too? Yeah, many of them, yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know how many. There, I know it, my hundreds channel thing goes up to 1,008 or something. I think mine goes to like 10,000. Does it? Now it doesn't. They're not all filled, but yeah. Yeah, they're not all filled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have, you have that song? You know what it is? Or I thought that might have been. It is fifty-seven. Channels. It is fifty-seven. Yeah. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't remember what the number yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like this. Whoa! He's taking on the media. What a badass! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I wish there were fifty-seven. When I had ten, I wanted fifty-seven. Uh, there when, you go. Now when I got a thousand, I want uh -huh. ten thousand. I uh -huh. want more. Uh -huh. um, and you know what? If you can't find anything on, well, I mean, you know, so do something else with your life. Stop complaining about the TV company. Just go do something else with your life. Right. You know? Right. These whiners. Get off my the, lawn. There's always Hallmark, right? There's something on that. There is. There's, there's a always a Christmas show on By the that. way, we sh as we're talking about channels, uh, we should encourage you <clears throat> to go follow the Pat and Stew channel on The Blaze. Now, uh, if you uh, are a subscriber, you can, uh, you can, you can go and, and sign up. I guess there's a list of... If you go to theblaze.com, you'll see uh, on, the, on the TV part, there's a thing that you know, says channels, which might indicate where you should click. And if you go there, you can uh, see there's a Pat and Stew channel, there's a Wonderful World Stew channel, there's a, a channel for all the hosts uh, that you can go. And if you follow it, you can get uh, lots of free video and stuff. So if you're not a subscriber, too, it's a great way to get uh, lots of free video that you might have missed online uh, at theblaze.com. Uh, and there's way more coming to that, too. We're, yeah. We're... Uh in the works is a lot of really fun stuff, so we're going to load that with all kinds of things you absolutely love. And my understanding absolutely is there's even love. a Jeffy channel, um, no, that can't be. which has n actually negative subscribers to it. It does? Yeah. yeah. Now, normally, it started You go there and you just see a lump of lard. And, uh, but, I mean, it's that's sort of fascinating to some people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, who am I to say a lump of lard isn't uh, great programming? I don't know. I mean, what are we, what are we, what are we protesting? <laughs> is that what, the, am I, uh, what am I protesting? I don't know. Is it the collectivization of manufacture or the institutionalization of the human psyche? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. You know. Or is it right. just Jeff? <laughs> it's probably just Jeff. Uh, so there you All go. Right. More patents still coming up in a sec. See, so. what we're saying there, Jeffy, it, it, just to boil down the entire segment to a couple of yeah, sentences. Yeah, it's so um, stupid. Right, you didn't understand, understand what it. We're, doing there. we're saying is that there's a certain amount of weight <coughs> that uh, individuals are <laughs> recommended uh, to be. And, and you've exceeded, exceeded that recommendation? Uh, by leaps um, and bounds. Uh, except you can't jump because, you know. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Triple eight seven two seven back in Pat Stu. Uh Al Gore of doing another inconvenient truth. It's the sequel to kick out the Sundance Film Festival. 
because things are so much worse than even predicted. Of course, I mean, we all know that, mm -hmm. right? The catastrophic climate change is such now that, uh, I mean, I don't know how any of us are alive. It is so hot outside right now uh, in Dallas, Texas. I'd say it's about 41 degrees. Now, normally, it would be about 84 below zero. Do the math. That's 120-plus degrees warmer than it normally would be. Uh, I'm a little worried that the surface of the earth is going to start boiling. And I'm not talking about water. I'm talking about solid land will boil soon and if we don't get a, a hold on this thing. And that's why I'm glad this Inconvenient Truth sequel is coming. <clears throat> As uh, the entire time <clears throat> you were saying that, I was calculating, and you are correct. I am correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. It's confirmed. Science has confirmed it. So there's consensus. Yeah. Right there. There's consensus. I actually saw this. Um, this was uh, on CNN this morning. They did a, an interview with someone who was, uh, they were talking about Trump and how he is, uh, it, was a, it was a representative, Duffy, from Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was defending Trump and how he, um, you know, we don't know what happened with the Russians and uh, and all of this, and they're they're saying, well, it's a, it's a consensus. It's a consensus. How come you not? How can you not know the consensus? And then he was saying, look, look, we I want to look at it. You know, I mean, I, we want to mm -hmm. see the the information and see what we you know. It may very well be that they tried to interfere, but didn't actually turn over the the, the election results. And they went back and forth over that point approximately three hundred fifteen thousand times. Um, and when that was over, she, the uh, interviewer was like, well, what about global warming? There's a consensus on that. You don't believe that either. That's like they're their fallback situation. It's like, why? I don't, I don't understand it. How, how you can grasp this. It's like, well, if you don't, if you want to talk about the policies that would address these situations, there's not a consensus at all. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about how um, significant the effects of global warming would be and what we should do about it and whether we could do something about it, no, no consensus on that at all. Mm -hmm. Like, is there a consensus that there is warming and is there a consensus that men could have an effect on that warming and, and probably has some effect, just a matter of how big that effect is? Sure. As we, as evidenced by Roy Spencer, as we played on the air, a guy who is a global warming denier, supposedly, a, a NASA scientist with an incredible resume, who said, if you talk about the consensus the way you guys are bringing it up, then I would be in the 97 percent. And you guys call me a denier. I'm on here to represent the denier side, and I'd be in that group. It's just a fake argument, and it's, it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah, it is. Uh, but Gore says <clears throat> about doing this movie, now more than ever we must rededicate ourselves to solving the climate crisis. But we have reason to be hopeful. The solutions to the crisis are at hand. Uh, he's deeply honored and grateful that Paramount Pictures and Participant Media, that's a big one, Participant Media, that, it's a huge filmmaker, have once again taken on the task of bringing the critical story of the climate crisis to the world. Now, was that, what was the, what was the uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio thing that he did about the climate? That nobody watched? Nobody. Did anyone see that? That came mm, out, no didn't one. it? Yeah. yeah, it did come out. And just nothing. And just nothing. Had no impact. When I'm you, so glad. In retrospect, it's actually surprising how big that Al Gore movie was. I mean, because here's a guy, he's a failed politician. Yeah who's out of the limelight, who comes back for one big movie. It's huge. Uh, you know, I mean, the biggest documentary of all time. Um, and yet here we are, you know, I mean, really had no effect on the culture, no effect on the policies. Um, and obviously you went right. You've seen it. 
I'll inconvenient truth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually laughed at some parts. Yeah, oh, of that some movie. of it's so, so ridiculous. So preposterous. Mm -hmm. Absolutely preposterous. Uh, all right. The 25 worst movies of uh, 2016, according to the critics, at number 25, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Wasn't that with, uh, was that with Johnny Depp? <clears throat> I don't know. I think, it, I think it was. Okay. Uh, number 24, Ice Age Collision Course. Did that not see it. Probably was a uh, global warming. And the Ice Age stuff always has lots of the global warming yeah. stuff in there. I, I don't like that. Uh, Zoolander 2. Was it number 23? I did not see I, kinda, I was kind of like, I mean, the Zoolander 1 was had its moments. It was kind of funny. Did you and, see at two? Times. I did not see 2. Okay. I kind of was like, ah, I might go see that. Maybe I'll see If it popped out of HBO, I might uh, watch yeah. a few minutes and see. The Fifth Wave, uh, I did see on demand. Never Terrible. heard of that. Terrible one. movie. Okay. Uh, Divergent series, Al Allegiant. Awful movie. Awful. And I love the first two. Part of two. the series, though. I, mean, I my love wife the first two. Whole, I know. She, my wife watches all yeah, those. Yeah, I really like them. And, and the third was just so let down. So bad. Uh, Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> absolutely horrifically bad. Was it real? I, it was real. Again, bad. it was another one. I was like, I was like oh, really, wow, really they're going to make another one of those. I kind of want to see it. I did not I go, know. though. Really, really Thank bad. God. Ride Along 2, I'm sorry I missed. Mm. Warcraft, I also missed, although I see it all the time on demand, and I think, eh, should I watch Warcraft? Give it a shot? Apparently, no. Uh, get a Job. That's a movie about a video game, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I like those. It's uh, a movie based on a video game, right. anyway. Okay. Um, get a Job I've Never Heard Of. Boo, a Medea Halloween. Didn't now, see. I will I, say, you, I did have an experience with Boo, a Medea <laughs> Halloween. Uh, did you? Did I tell you the story? I may no, have. I don't think so. Um, I sometimes will use, uh, particularly when there's a lot of traffic, I'll use Waze, the uh, app. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you put, you, I guess they have like different voices that can be your GPS voice. And I, don't, oh, yeah, I you, never figure yeah. out how to change it. So one day I'm just driving down the road. I look down at a, I'm going to stop sign and it, it says i guess when you stop they'll pop up little messages that you can read in it and said uh change voice and oh. i was like and as i had to go and so i'm like oh god that's it so i'll just press it and then i'll figure it out later so i press change voice and i'm driving down uh, a minute later a minute later medea's voice starts telling me where to turn left <laughs> <laughs> so for and i had no idea how to change it back from medea to the normal voice so for but a, why would you well, yes. Only and, a and racist like, would change it. Yeah, exactly. Right? I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to <laughs> offend uh, Tyler Perry <laughs> uh, and become a racist. So, and it's just like there's not a lot to it. It was just she would just say like, "Hey, honey, we're you want to take a left up here instead of just turn left?" But it was like, you know, funny because mm -hmm. it's so absurd. And mm -hmm. uh, and then me, you know, the mm -hmm. guy who's I, I don't think they would allow me in a Tyler Perry movie. Uh, just I'm too white. <laughs> Um, and so you go up, uh, I, I'd be just driving, and then I just started, when other people were in the car, I would just blast it. I don't know. <laughs> so I turned, just have Medea talking. And then eventually, I guess the licensing expired, because it just went away. But I, I could not figure out how to take the thing off. <laughs> it was just me driving in my stupid car with Medea telling me how to get to the, the nearest location. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so uh, number 15 worst movie of the year is, uh, was Fifty Shades of Black. Which I, I missed. That was a parody of Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey, I, I believe. Yeah, uh, London Has Fallen, which I liked a lot. I mean, the two, I London Has not. Fallen is kind of in, in that same series movie. as the Divergent series. I know you didn't like the last one, but it's that same. It's it's a series. That's what it's about. Yeah, London Has Fallen. Was <laughs> well, I, I liked that's it. That's not a qualifier for a good movie. Yeah, but it is. It's, it's it a is series. Because, <laughs> it is because it's the same thing. You know what you're no, getting when you go in. But it's that's good. What the deal is. But it's, yeah. it's actually yeah. a well done movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, when the Bow Breaks, I did not see. That's the number 13 worst. Number 12, Nina or Nina. Uh, number 11, The Choice. 
Didn't see a lot of these. Man Down was number 10, 10 worst. Uh, Gods of Egypt, number nine. That could have been so good. Have not seen that. Did you see it? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces. My wife watches all that kind of stuff. And, okay. And, and, all um, that kind of, of stuff. Yeah, all that Gods of Egypt and uh, the yeah. uh, and the, the you know the Egypt uh, crap. Egypt. You know the Gods of about. Egypt and the Egypt. Crap. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, Those I got off. I, I, I fear I don't. <laughs> yeah, you do. You, there's a point there that you want to make, and you, you have can't. no idea what so it is. So inarticulate, like, you can't make it. <laughs> like you know, it's it uh, it's, it's all the dingleberry stuff with Egypt. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> How do we get through that without him saying Dingleberry? I don't understand it. <laughs> like, this is... This uh, you know, it's the gods of Egypt and all the Egypt Dingleberries. You know that stuff. You know. It's a lot, long time, a lot of drugs. This is what happens. This is what happens. Don't do this, kids. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, Give it up by not taking it up. The Sea of Trees. Uh, I think that's Wait, about what? some weird J- Japanese forest or something. Give it up by not taking it up. It was good. Thank it you. Good. I think it was in Dragnet. It was, it was very good. <laughs> the, uh, I think Dan Aykroyd says that in Dragnet. Uh, yoga Hosers, number seven. Okay. Search Party, number six. Yes. And number five, Max Steel. Nice, okay. Norm of the North comes mm-hmm. in at number four. At number three, Dirty Grandpa. Uh, the number two worst movie of 2016, Mother's Day. And at number one. Oh, this, oh, looks, this so looks so bad. I can't believe Spacey Just the did previews this. were so embarrassing. I could, how did Kevin Spacey get involved with nine I, lives I, I where funny. he turns into a cat? And he's, <laughs> Especially he, on the back. It's not like he hasn't worked in 12 years. Right? He's in the middle of the biggest success of his career, arguably. And then he does House nine of cards. lives? What yeah. the hell? Did they offer you $100 million to do they that movie? Have. They must have. Uh, by Oof. the way, uh, what do all of these really movies bad. have in common? I have not seen any of them. Not one of them? Proudly have not seen any of the 25 wow. worst movies of the year. I've actually seen... I think I've seen two. I've seen... Two and a half. One, two, three, four. Uh, I've seen lot, four. It's a lot of waste of, of the, time. Four of the worst movies of the year. So that's eight hours you're never going to get back. Jeffy, how many have you seen? Two and a half. Two and a half. Because I've seen a little bit of the gods in Egypt, that whole Egypt thing. I was sucked in to go see a couple of these movies. Like I wanted to, like I wanted to see the Independence Day thing, but then the reviews were so bad I bailed on it. You know, I, I wanted to see. That was a good choice. Um, there's another one in there that you mentioned. I, I mean, to see. it's not even oh, worth Zoolander a rental. Too. Yeah, not even worth a rental. Yeah, no, wow. No, I haven't seen Zoolander, but but I'm the sure other that's one, also not good. so bad. Uh, yeah. The review. I, you know what I did see this weekend, by the way? Uh, Office Christmas Party. Oh, was that good? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is it funny? It had its moments. It had its yeah. moments. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, it, it, that means it was If you are, um, it's, it's about, a, or about a technology company, mm-hmm. uh, internet-related uh, situation, um, and uh, it, the plot was so ridiculous technically. Now, it's about a stupid Christmas movie. There's no reason it would be accurate when it comes to like the IT specifications of this company. Mm-hmm. But I, I, if you've ever used the internet, it was like offensive. How dumb the plot was in really? the movie. Like it was like I how can you possibly expect to just pass this by people? Isn't Jennifer Aniston in it? She's in it, yeah. Um and uh, you know a lot of uh, and what's uh, his Jason face? Bateman. I like him. who's great. I mean yeah, I like and, and there are a lot of funny moments in it. I mean there it's definitely mm. you know, you it, it was fine. It, it made me laugh uh, mm. a few times, but uh, it was not a great movie. But like it's it's like at some level, I understand, like, this is just a joke delivery system. I get it. You got an office party. You got to put some plot in there because it's a movie, and I guess we have to have a plot. But it was so ridiculous 
that it was distracting from the mm. actual movie. Uh, but overall, it was, you know, kind of funny. Fine. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, it sounds like uh, it might not be as good as uh, the new Tom Cruise looks like it's going to be. Uh, the new The Mummy. Oh, really? Yeah, like Tom the, Cruise the doing Brandon, the Mummy. What was his name? The guy I used to always complain Brandon about. Frazier. Oh, yeah, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Frazier. Brandon Frazier. Because he was getting like $20 million for the Mummy movies. And I would just, right. we would do entire shows where I would just <laughs> go out and just rant about how annoying it was that Brendan Fraser was getting $20 million for anything. <laughs> He's not a good actor uh, at all. At all. No, you yeah. haven't seen Blast from the Past. And I but. have seen it, and he's terrible. <laughs> Even in that. He, I mean, he did a movie called Gods and Monsters, which he got some critical acclaim <laughs> yeah. for. Um, however, uh, I mean, we all knew what was going to happen after the mummy thing ran out, and mm-hmm. it's happened. The only thing I see now is why, you know, when you're reading at the bottom of a story, you get those pop-up boxes that are try to entice you to click on them, and then they'll have... The annoying thing that you have to keep clicking to see more of the story. And I see all the time, why no one will hire Brendan Fraser anymore. Have you ever clicked on no, that? No, I didn't I, even see I that. That's, either, but if I, I saw that, I would definitely click on would it. You that click would click on that? I've been tempted. I, I thought, want to know no, why. I'm not getting through that maze. Uh, oh, it's because it. he's a crappy actor. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we found it out. Uh, all right. Number four will shock you. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, it's because that. he's a really, really crappy really, actor. Really, really crappy actor. <laughs> Um, all right, here's a, here's a trailer of the uh, new Mummy movie featuring Tom Cruise from Universal. Uh-huh. With clouds in it and a plane. It's a hard pass for me, I think. Really? Oh, I'm I'm in. 
I'm in. I, what was that? That has a different vibe than the Brendan Fraser yes. mummy. Yeah, he was. Go- it was like goofy. The Brendan yeah, Fraser thing was goofy. goofy. But you, good. I liked him. I I'm will sorry. say that there's a, a real long-term trend to move away from silliness and goofiness. Yeah, everything's movies. dark it's just now. dark, everything's hardcore, dark. serious. I mean, you look at the difference between the Star mm-hmm. Wars movies, right. even the good yeah. ones. Right. You go back, and, and it, like they were just goofy for right. half of the bit. Uh, you know, the superhero ones, Superman. Go right. back and watch Superman 2 and then compare no that kidding. to what's coming oh, out now. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's, it's, Night and day. Yeah. you got people like with doing the ice cream gags. They're like, oh, the you know, wind is blowing, and there's a... Like, Oh, and then the, it goes, you know, the, the scoop of ice cream goes and hits the other guy in the face. One, mm-hmm. The one really ridiculous one I always remember is the guy who's on the phone in the phone booth. Mm-hmm. And then the phone booth falls down. Mm-hmm. And then he's still, hello? I, well, I can't hear you. What's going on? And he's just blowing down the street. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I'm, hello? It's like, you really wouldn't understand why? You've just blown halfway down a city block on the ground in the phone booth. You don't understand why the person's not answering you anymore? You really, really don't get that? <laughs> Cruz has been a busy little beaver though because he's got this one he's got the Reacher coming out right yeah, Reacher out yet? did you watch the first Reacher another Reacher yes. no yeah. he just did the Reacher movie it came out already oh yeah, where, the, where the, have you been? the latest one yeah it just came yeah. out it's, okay. it's already been out for months you see it that's out. Didn't do very well. No, I think that's. A, I think I they like tried. They they really. I guess that's a big series of books. Yes, it is. Um, and so they really wanted to make something out of that, and it just didn't happen. First one was working. great. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was. It okay. wasn't great. It was okay. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I mean, and I thought like it was one of those that had the. It was like you know, a guy comes up and hits two sixty with sixteen home runs, and you're thinking this guy might be a star, and then you're like, eh, no, he's just a he's nah, just a mediocre yeah. bench guy. Yeah. You know, maybe exactly. he's going to turn it. No, he's not going to turn into anything. Mm-mm. It kind of felt like that. Like that first one was close enough to being good that it was worth trying again. But apparently, it did not uh, actually happen. Mm-hmm. I, uh, there's a new John Wick coming out. Have you, did you guys see? You got to, did you see the John Wick one with uh, Keanu Reeves? No, uh, no, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No. I've uh, seen the poster in the movie theater. Yeah. I, I, I'm not familiar with John Wick. Basically, he just shoots a bunch of people. Oh. Um, <laughs> they were calling it Gung Gun Fu. Instead of kung fu, he just—he's just, just kicking. He's like in the middle of a kung fu action scene, but then shooting them. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> it was pretty entertaining the first one. Really ultra violent, but uh, but but pretty entertaining. And now they're going to do a sequel of that one too. Mm. All right. So, uh, Keanu Reeves has to do too. something, right? He's got to do something. He's got. We cannot let him be we unemployed. <laughs> I don't care if it's U six or U one. Keanu Reeves must have a job. Yeah, he has to. Mm-hmm. More Pat and Stu coming up. <laughs> I don't know, the mummy thing. I'm in, man. I like it. It looks good. Uh, we have a list of the most coveted Christmas toys from the past uh, three decades. Kind of an interesting memory lane sort of list. Um, for instance, in 1983, Cabbage Patch Kids were the big deal. I remember. I do remember that. Me too. That was the first <clears throat> one I can remember as being like the <laughs> o- unbelievable phenomenon. Yeah. Um, I don't, was there a lot of that before 83? Uh, not that I can think of. I mean, they randomly started this sure list then, but I don't remember that. Uh, tr- 84, Transformers. I do remember that. 86, uh, Teddy Ruxpin. Remember yep. Teddy Ruxpin? Mm-hmm. 87, Koosh Ball. I remember that. It was like... Uh, Just a dumb rubber ball yeah. made of... Str- right? Yeah, it was, it was like kind of had like hair, like little hair hair almost on the outside. Yeah. It was like kind of weird. Yeah, very weird. 
Uh, Nintendo came out in 1988. Now, wow. It was out before that, wasn't it? I, maybe it was just bigger then. Yeah, that must have been like they really came out with in. the latest yeah. uh, incarnation of it. Then Game Boy followed that. Wow. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990. Remember wow. that well, because my son was so into that. And yes. Super Nintendo, also 1990, apparently. Jeez. Um, the Barney doll. Uh, that hey, was kids! Yeah. Filmed, filmed in the studio where we in sit. In the studio, yeah. which yeah. is embarrassing. Which is embarrassing. Uh, Talk Boy, I don't remember. Uh, no. 1993. Uh, Power Rangers. Uh, you could you could tell we're all of our cameramen, by mm-hmm. the way, when they what years they grew up in. Yeah, they're all still doing all of the things on this list. <laughs> Beanie Babies, they're huge into Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys, Tickle Me Elmo was huge. Remember yeah. that in '96. Um, how about the Furby in '98? That was huge. I, I uh, uh, mm-hmm. that was like uh, that was a big deal, and they were like hundreds and hundreds of dollars on eBay, and, and that was like when that was first kicking off too. Some I don't remember. Robo Sapien in 2004. I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, Xbox 360, then followed by PlayStation. So Xbox happened in '05, PlayStation in '06, Nintendo. Uh, in DS in 07 and Nintendo Wii in 08. People like video game consoles, Pat. Uh, yes. That's one of the things you learn from this list. Yes. Um, the iPad was 2010. Uh, Elmo made a, uh, you know, kind of comeback mm-hmm. with 2013 Big Hugs Elmo. I don't remember that one. Um, the Elsa when doll. was Tickle Me Elmo? That was, that was huge, that too. That was huge. Oh, that was 96. 96. 96. All right. Um, and then uh, the mm. Elsa thing with Frozen, which my daughter is, like, hardcore oh, to that. My granddaughters oh. are uh, everything Elsa that she absolutely can't get enough of. Yeah, it's Elsa dresses, Elsa music, Elsa dolls, Elsa everything. Last year was BB-8. Yet, the or? stupid ball. No, she hasn't been checked. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> we forgot about that. Uh, BB-8, the, the ball in Star Wars that rolled around the, the R2-D2 oh, copy, yeah. which they just inserted the and R2-D2 And this year, the big roll. thing is? Hashimals, which is a, an egg, and it apparently hatches, and you have like a little creature or something that comes out of it. I don't know. Uh, I, don't know. I, saw, I saw him on TV today for the like first a, time, actually. It's like it comes as an egg, okay. and I suppose you love the egg, and then it yes. hatches into something, and you get something else. I also want to hit this. Uh, Nordstrom has something for you to buy. For $85 each, um, it's, a, it's a rock. They're selling a freaking, a legitimately a rock for $85. Um, is, nice. it a, is it a, a paperweight, a conversation piece, a work of art? No one knows, but they gave put it in a little pouch and are trying to get eighty five bucks for it. Are people actually buying it for eighty five bucks? I can get a rock outside. Here, Merry Christmas. I can sell you one for forty, Pat. You don't have to do that work. Jeez, so, eighty five bucks for a rock. All right, all right. We're gonna take a break here in uh, a couple minutes. Here, uh, apparently. Uh, as, uh, so wait, are we now skipping? We're gonna break. Okay, we're gonna break. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Back is the phone number. People, they were ordering their rocks in the control room, and uh, he got a little no distracted. Idea. Whatever. Too long. Did I you can... guys buy all this stuff in that commercial, Rick? I hope you did. 
I bought every product. You did? Every oh my product. God, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. some technical difficulties. Sorry about that. Home. Even the Thanks. rock? Yeah. All yeah. of it. Um, All of it. By the way, we're just moments away from uh, us going to the Texas State Fair once again in another episode of Spoons in which we do try the Red Velvet Cupcake. Now, if you know anything about me, uh, you know I love the Red Velvet. Uh, big fan. Mm-hmm. Big I know supporter. you do. Big supporter. I know you do. Um, and uh, to, to the point of it's a problem. You know, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. I uh, maybe at least you admit a, it. The pound or two <clears throat> over the years mm-hmm. uh, because of the red velvet cupcake. Uh, and uh, so this one, you may think about it. They deep fry it. This is about as good as it can get. Oh, that makes it more healthy though. When you deep fry it, you fry out all of the calories. It's so hot. All of the fat. It kill. It kills the calories. It kills the fat. It kills. <laughs> The cholesterol, it kills the calories. It's, only it's the a, good stuff stays right Only inside. the good stuff, yes. Yeah. All the nutrients stay. All the things that are good for you are baked right in. Just like with, with home pride butter top bed, bread where they split the top and let the butter bake right in. Same thing that happens with the frying That's process. Good stuff it's too, incredible. Man. Yeah, you were the one that told me that, Jeff. You said if you fry it, it's healthier. I mean... I mean... Fact. <laughs> I don't know why you... <laughs> Interesting. By the way, uh, another thing is, in a few moments uh, after the broadcast, we will have uh, we're going to do a Facebook Live. Uh, so go oh. to your Facebook pages and watch us. I eat a new... love it when you guys do Facebook Live. Thank you, Pat. You're actually I'll doing be it watching too. It from my office. Now you're doing it too, and we're going to be doing another episode of Spoons, <laughs> a bonus one. But first, let's go back Whoa. to the Texas State Fair to get fatter. Okay. Spoons. <laughs> what I have before me is a entire red velvet cupcake oh my that has gosh. been dipped in batter and then dropped into deep fried. The whole oh. cupcake's in there. Look at that. Look at that. That's, that's freaking amazing. You getting a shot of this? Are you seeing what I'm seeing right now? What is it again? It's a red velvet. You know me with red velvet. I, yeah. This is like my favorite You're Mr. Thing. Red Velvet. That's that, what they call you. That's what they call me. Around on the, the streets. On the streets. On the streets. And around the ranch. We'll stick with red velvet. So cream cheese. Cream cheese. And the whole cupcake inside, which I would assume is also filled with cream cheese, and sprinkled red velvet cake on top to give you that red velvet vibe. Right. I mean, that is... That is Dig in, man. Let's, let's see what it's like. I kind of want to get a little bit of that. Oh, man. It's really hard to eat these things. It is. Without a knife, you need to cut them off. Okay, let's take okay, them Okay, that's a normal that. red velvet cupcake, really, with cream stuff. cheese on it. Yep, yep. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, but it's deep fried. <laughs> so it is. It's deep fried. Okay, here, take that. Yeah. Jeffy, finish that off. What do you give it on the delicious scale? Doesn't seem like you're into it that much. Uh, I gotta say. No? Oh, Come on, it's red velvet, it's cream cheese icing, it's fried. What's not to love? A lot? There's some combination that's going wrong awry here. I, really? Yeah. What do you think, Jeffy? I don't, there's some combination of tastes that I'm not picking up there. Huh. You're right. Um, I'm gonna, I gotta say, I'm gonna give it a, a six out of 18. Wow. Not I good. Mean, Disappointing then. Yeah, huh? very. No, I, I thought that was a sure thing. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, you know, maybe like a four. Yeah, this I mean, look, if you kind of look at the cake here for a second, let's get a shot of this cake. All right. See how shiny it is in there? I mean, you think that would be good, but there's something about this the, the, the batter part here that mixes with this in some really weird way, and, and it weird. kind of affects the... I'm glad I didn't try it. Now, I'm lowering it. Five Throw it away. Throw it away. Oh. Right now. That'll teach him. 
All right. That's not good. Uh, uh,